And we are back. We are back. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to Comedian Ordinaire, the world's most okay podcast. My name is Dan O. Today we are doing another Logo and the Goat episode. So you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. Um, as you all know, over here at Comedian Ordinaire, the world's most okay podcast, we're big time fans of the game of basketball. So today is going to be another podcast all about NBA and specifically the new Michael Jordan documentary called The Last Dance. But before we get into that, if you'd like to support the podcast, which I would like if you liked, you can always tell a friend about it. Again, if you don't have a friend, you can tell yourself about it. Um, be your own best friend and share this podcast with that person. Also, if you don't like talking to yourself, you have to get over it because we're all coming out of this looking a little bit like a loon. So start talking to yourself. Tell yourself about the pod. You can also reach the podcast at ComedianOrdinaire at gmail.com and get ready for an NBA trivia tournament. I am so excited for this to finally happen. I've been hardly at work trying to put this all together, and it looks like it's happening this week and next. So thank you in advance to all of the participants. I've got eight people in, and we are doing a straight-up tournament with seeds and everything. It's very fun. Um, again, those should be out this week and next. Back to the documentary, though, The Last Dance. Uh, it's airing on ESPN over the next four weeks. It's a 10-part series in total. And supposedly, NJ was nervous about how people were going to perceive him when this came out. And I guess I'd like to say that it's probably not the tell-all MJ doc everyone is looking for because it likely won't include anything related to the gambling addiction, his father's passing, or you know what his off-court life was really like. But we do get to watch 22-year-old footage um, of that absolutely historic Bulls team in 97-98 when they were going for their sixth championship of the 90s. I mean, six in ten years. We thought Golden State was a dynasty. The Bulls didn't add an MVP to their team. They stocked up on defense. And I don't know. It, the comparisons between them, I, I guess I see it, but this documentary, incredibly interesting. Um, and and this team had, what, in some people's opinion, the greatest coach of all time, too, in Steve Kerr. Anyways, uh, I'm very excited to finally share this, so please, without further ado... Say who is the greatest? Um, we will never know that. I mean, in, in my eye, Will Chamberlain is the greatest basketball player. Uh, you, know, you hear players compare players in certain eras, and uh, I would love to see him play against some of these centers today. It would it would it would be pretty embarrassing for them to be candid with you. And we're back. We are back. Hello and welcome. I'm back again with Logo and the Goat, sitting here with my brother. That's a lot of uh, I feel like I feel like you introduced like four people right there. Logo and the goat, me and my brother. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. Different people. So you said welcome. So you said I'm and we're back. Yep. I'm back. I'm here with Logo and the goat. That's right. And me and my brother. Back doing another Logo and the goat. Yes, yes, yes. That of course is my brother. Uh, man. So this time we didn't really want to make any cases or, you know, try to make it a point about it i think last time we got into it let's just like go in and try to make the case of wilt chamberlain being the greatest or our underrated players um but in the basketball world the last dance is what everybody seems to be talking about like you go on to the basketball internet which is his own subgenre of the internet sure. that's all anyone's talking about is the last dance with michael jordan 
Yeah, I mean it's the same. It's a, it's a it's an insane thing considering like um it kind of just you know obviously makes the point stronger that we're so heavily invested in uh you know a player that hasn't played in 25, 30 years. Yeah, honestly, probably um, twenty. I don't know if it's thirty five. Like, no, you're right. Ninety what? Ninety nine. What was his last year? He played in the two thousands on the Wizards, but nobody likes to talk about that. I, I want to see I, Wizards I, Jordan in this documentary. That's fair. I mean, you got. I think you have to mention it at least. Just bring it up. You know right, what right, I mean? right, right. Just bring it up. That's it. I it's a like part of. It's a part Jordan. of his. It's a part of his career. So it's got to be there. You know, it's kind of like that. That um, that kid that you kind of. You know, thought was gonna be better than he was. Yeah. And then he's not. And he just isn't. And then he's just kind of a, not that great of a kid. He's kind of a dumb kid. Jordan still did some things when he was on the Wizards. So he was in his 40s. <clears throat> he put up a 50-point game. He made a couple game winners. Right. Wasn't, like, totally efficient from the floor. Wasn't a scrub by any means, though. Like, he was still a player, I guess, you would like to have on your team. For sure. At that point, honestly, it would be just to I, – I feel like it was just um, to add stats that didn't need to be added. Yeah, well, you know, you know what I mean. Before Kobe passed, he said one thing that he did better than Jordan was that he never went back to the game. And Jordan retired twice, and just couldn't leave it alone. He had to keep going back. Retired in '93, came back. But it's just the kind of person that he is. He's just such a. Like, he just couldn't leave it alone. No, no, there no, was no, no need to do those two retirements. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, you don't see that. You don't see that ever in sports. You mean you Brett Favre was the only other one that I can think of. Right? Didn't he yeah, retire? Yeah, he retired like fifty thousand times. Right. Probably so he like retired four different times. I, I I mean I remember him coming out of the so he came out of Green Bay, then he went to Minnesota, then he went to the Jets, then he went to I think that that was I don't remember what other team he went. That's I don't know. I couldn't know. tell you. I mean, we could start a whole separate podcast about football, but I would have to no. learn yeah, yeah. football. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was just kind of me reminiscing. I, I, I'm trying to. I just uh, remember, remember seeing a really old guy playing football, like with gray well, hair. I it was guess. crazy. Yeah, yeah I don't just, know. I think he did it. Pretty it's just well. a strange thing to look at. But anyways, Jordan uh, never had gray hair because he right. never had hair. He never had gray scalp. That's right. He didn't have the gray scalp. But this last dance documentary is about the Chicago Bulls in the 1990s. 1997, I think, is the season. 97, yeah. 98. Yeah. And it's about them winning five championships in seven years and going for the sixth one. Um, and everything in their front office seemed to be up in the air. And they didn't know whether or not things were going to continue. And if Phil Jackson was going to come back as coach, the GM, like what was he doing? But overall, I guess from the first episode, what were your impressions? Uh, my impressions, I mean, it, you kind of uh, – put the pu- the the pieces together to the puzzle where of like Michael Jordan be like you know obviously you kind of you can you've read so much about him and how he is as a person how it's like hyper competitive nature he is and right. kind of how ruthless he was you know as as a as a team member but all these all this documentary really confirms it but it also explains where it comes from and yeah, kind of like yeah, it's yeah. been there it's been there his entire life you know what i mean you saw him like his his parents were very well spoken and very articulate they were um they always promoted him you know wanted to him to have a really good life they you know told him you know work hard and uh if you want something you're strong you're intelligent go out and earn it you know what i mean he so he that that mentality was ingrained to him from a very early age and then you can see he was he was even admitted to uh feeling inadequate to his brother yeah to his brother so he was trying to like win his approval from his parents from uh jordan has daddy issues he does and it's been it was that's it's been there his entire life it's not something that just does not you know happen right that's uh it's it's just it's always been there he also looked just like his dad did you see what his yeah and he looks like yeah oh my god dude that it it was jordan right there it was crazy it was cool but i mean it was kind of like interesting to see just the 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 root of the creation like going into it how i guess how much did you know about michael jordan I mean, that was around him. Do you, you mean uh, so? I didn't get into basketball until very recently. So I mean, I haven't done my extensive research about Jordan. Um, it, it's you know obviously just the the basics of you know you know his six championships and him being you know the I, the the thing is that kind of made me interested in in him is it's uh it's it's kind of like he's never not one of the first thoughts that pops into your mind when bringing up the conversation of the greatest player ever. Right. It's almost like an unconditional, 
Like you don't even think about it. Right. 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 So that, that, that is in a sense. And I've heard the argument for Kobe Bryant and LeBron James not being the best. And sure. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's not it's like that's something you kind of have to like, all right. I don't know, I'll, I'll so play. Michael Jordan was just like this guy who kind of was in the conversation of the greatest. Yes. From the get go. Before you'd like from watch the his documentary and knew about him or learned. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's kind of who he was. Yeah. There's a lot to Jordan's history, and I, I don't know if they're going to get into it. So this is a 10-part series. We're going to talk about parts one and two. But in the late 80s, like 88 and 89, Jordan was losing to the Pistons super bad. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was noticing he would, they were just they were just smothering him. They were just like— The bad boy Pistons. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah, really yeah. want them to talk about the Jordan rules because, I mean, Jordan got absolutely clobbered. He got— Demolished. Say the whole team the got demolished. You saw Scotty Pippen getting demolished too. Scotty Pippen, like he was getting, he was getting punches. that. That was back when, um, um, when they were like, he was like, they were literally pushing them to the floor. He had people right. like, you know, that were, it was, I don't know, if manhandling, just really, yeah, it was just really like a kind of wanting to start something. You know what I mean? You saw them, like, even if you saw uh, any players try to fight back against the Pistons. It would be like a big thing. It would be like, huge. yeah, it was like there. Yeah, they it was insane. Borderline, like illegal plays. Right, straight up, uh, which is an interesting time. But I mean, that the, the, you know, that's still you still have Isaiah Thomas on that team. You know, right. you still have. I guess it's still an incredible team, nonetheless, regardless of their playing style. It still was a very good team. The but Pistons, yeah, back to back champs, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Yeah, hundred percent. Whoop the Bulls, they whooped the Celtics in the late eighties, and and then they won. And Isaiah Thomas. I think he speaks a little bit in the documentary. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, the the first episode when it starts, it's it's talking about the rift between front office and Michael Jordan, the <coughs> specifically, and Phil Jackson, who apparently got his start there. I didn't know that Jerry Krause was the guy that brought him in. That what brought did, Michael Jordan in? That brought Phil, Michael, Jack- Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson in, okay. And he was there after Jordan. But yeah, I didn't know that's how Phil got his start as a head coach. Yeah. That was interesting. What what do you what did you see from Jerry Krause? Because they said something that he had little fat man syndrome. That's right. He um, they were te- they were basically like this was the most like insulting I've ever seen anything anybody talk about anybody in, in sports. Like I didn't know yeah. you can even openly say something like that. I mean, apparently it gets worse because before this, Michael Jordan was like, I am really worried about how people are going to perceive me after this because of how I treated Jerry yeah. and how I treated people. And same with Scottie Pippen. They're just yeah. fucking trash him. <clears throat> 100%. But he did have that. that he did have an ego to him. But at the same time, it's. I, I don't want to say if it's true or not. That's like it's not for me to decide. That's so they were talking about. He had this this little man complexion of saying, where he wanted to prove himself bigger than he actually was, like the Napoleon right. effect. You know what right. I mean? Um, which I mean is that's I couldn't believe that they allowed that in the documentary. That was that was like that was why kind of what's unbelievable about that was kind of it was just kind of a it didn't seem like a very um like a professional move like in the sense like it didn't seem like a it it seemed uncalled for. You like think. to to bring that up to to bring that up, you know what I mean? It was a psychoanalysis. It, it's sort of just I would say that it's okay because they're kind of painting the picture of why he was making so many moves in the front office. Like as a GM, it's unprecedented. Fair enough. All these moves. So I guess they're just saying it for that. But I, he literally was a, a short man. Like at he was one a point, short fat. You know, he was a you know stocky dude. It's like a George Costanza with hair. At one point in it, Michael Jordan is talking to him in front of like everybody around, like everybody in the Bulls organization. He's like, "Are those the pills you take to keep you short?" And Jerry, that's Krause right, right there next to the, yeah, yeah. And I mean, just that sort of rift right there. It's so weird that they're know, literally bullying him out in public, like just right. not not even trying to hide it. Bullying, just straight up trashing him. Like, yeah, there's so much bullying that went on in the '80s and the '90s in basketball. Maybe yeah, that's why every player says that it was so much tougher back then. It too. was a different time. I mean, like things were different. Like you, you even saw Michael Jordan talking about how when he first got there and he, and he got into the locker room, he um, he was like, you know, I saw everybody like, you know, all these people, you know, there's people doing cocaine and there's weed right. smokers over here. You got mad women over here. Um, so he was compl- like, he, it, it was just a different time. Obviously, you don't hear stories about like that anymore no, you know, not in really. the current time. It's not a no. thing now. Like that kind of crazy lifestyle, you know, you had like, just, it was really, I don't think it was, um, 
I just I think there was just a lot of a lot more carelessness back then. Yeah. Right. It seems now like most like the the most kids now and the most athletes right now, especially in the NBA, kind of take their their craft more seriously. And I think that's why the game is is elevated the way it is. But you know what I mean? Way more skilled. They don't yeah. purely rely on athleticism. Yeah. Like they like, did. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's something that I know noticed for sure back then. So, um, but I mean, this is this is where you know Jordan is essentially, you know, asserting himself as the alpha. Right, the alpha of the team. Like he, you know, he had to, he had to really prove himself. And, um, but I mean, it was interesting. Like the, it, it's you, you kind of consistently saw through every every time that you were hearing um, any part of his career, whether it was in college or whether you know he as a rookie, there were signs like this is the most incredible uh, basketball player I've ever seen. Like it's, it was, it, he's never not been great, mm-hmm. which is like it kind of just like blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, that was pretty interesting. That you know, we're watching players like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird in the moment, <clears throat> in the moment, calling Michael Jordan the greatest player that they've ever seen, the most right, talented. Right, like right, right. Magic Johnson in 1990, saying that this is the most talented dude in the league. Like they all knew he was coming. That's pretty mind-boggling for sure. I thought one funny part about that uh, cocaine that you were talking about that when he walked in on his team and they were doing all this crazy stuff. Michael Jordan's sitting there getting interviewed and he was like, I saw all these things, the weed smokers, the cocaine users, he had women over here. And Michael Jordan was like, and at the time I didn't drink or smoke. He was responsible shit. That's another thing you didn't, for some reason that kind of shocked me. I didn't think of Michael Jordan as a, Jordan as a very responsible person. But it's so funny that he says at the time, Right. Yes. So obviously. He's yes. Literally sitting there with like a, a glass of scotch and like smoking a some cigar real, real dark, real dark liquor. He's 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 nursing that. Dude, it's funny that you like at the time I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, you're I right. No, that's a do whatever the fuck I want. That's yeah, a good I guess point. He, he was super straight edge back then. As he a, was as a youngin. Um, but they talk about the relationship between Kraus, who the GM of the Bulls, who actually passed away. I didn't know that. Really? When did so, he pass away? Uh, 2011 or something. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he did pass away. So, you know, it looks a little bit like they didn't give him the chance to defend himself in this. Shoot. No, right. Now I feel awful. Well, yeah, it's, that's, it's, I mean, uh, that's fair. We're literally just analyzing what is in front of us. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't mean to put you down, like tell you bad news or anything, but. Damn. That's, um, uh, yeah, that actually kind of caught me off surprise. That kind of caught me off guard. But I love that in the documentary, they they flash back and then they kind of go forward. So they'll be in 97 and then they'll flash back to like 88 or 85 when Jordan is taking the Bulls. And by the way, the Bulls at that time in 85 had the second worst playoff team record ever. Right. They got into the playoffs with 35 wins. Right. Yeah. So he took him in. So, yeah, he made a winning, not a winning record, but he took. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of extraordinary. A terrible team. There. Yeah. yeah. I that mean, was... They didn't win a lot of games, but he's the reason they won those 30 or so games. Right. That year. It was kind of I think it was just a, a change in the in the culture. Like he was the change to the culture that they needed. Right. Because right? like you kind of when uh, you heard him talk about, you know, like we were, you know, we were down by twenty points, and you know everybody was like already. That's right. And we were in the in late in the third quarter, and they were saying it's like, oh man, we'll we'll get him the next game. He's like, well, I mean, the game's not over yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Just give me the ball, and he just goes ballistic. He just goes nuts. Right. <clears throat> but that's that's another cool thing. Was like he, it's almost like he had this um, like he had this demand of his skill. Like he can literally just do. What he needs when he wants. Well, there's a guy that said it in there. He was like, he was the only player with the switch that could flip it. Right, off, right, right, off. right. And he never turned it off. That, but that's literally him. Like he literally had the switch that you're talking about, where they're down in the third, and then he just flips it on. And yeah, just just goes like had this intense focus, and you can see like he's so precise. It's right. It's it's incredible to watch. It really one it really cool is. thing too about that was uh, Jordan. Is getting interviewed and he says, uh, "I mean, this is straight up prison mentality." But he's like, "I mean, as a rookie, I didn't have any, I didn't have any say or anything like that. So my mentality was, I'm gonna go right for the best player on the team. That's right. And I can't do it with my words. I gotta do it with my play. That's like, that's right. That's Adam Sandler smacking the dude in the back, exactly in the back it. of the head. That is shit you learn in prison. Yeah, 100%. This dude is going right for the top dog and going after him, going after his neck. 
And then the other funny thing, you see Jordan, he's so confident, even like as a young guy. There's little flashes here and there in the documentary, but one of them he's like, and I really felt like I earned my stripes yeah. in the third game. Yes, against the, it literally against took him three the games, Bucks, though. against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, something right. like that. It took him three yeah, yeah, games, yeah. and he's like, and that's when I felt like I made it. Three that's games, three games in. Yeah, three games in, and it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like he, 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 you know, he knew who he was from the get go. He knew exactly what he was doing. I don't know, man. It, it's kind of like one of these things. Is like I wonder how in his head, I wonder how much championships he would he thought he would have won. Hmm. You know what I mean? I like, mean, that's a good question. I guess he won every single one possible you know in this one he talks so much about we got five and now we're going for six and it seems like he was just so set on getting six because i mean keep in mind jordan retired for two years in the mid 90s right after 93 after the first three peat retires and goes and plays uh, minor league baseball and then he comes back he wins three more and then i think he retires again but comes back back on the Wizards. So he came back, but not for a championship contending team. What a, what a strange career move. He couldn't leave the game alone. <laughs> he just couldn't do it. He had to keep coming back. And then after the Wizards, he ended up buying a franchise in his hometown, Charlotte. Yes. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. That's well, I mean, that's where he went to college. I don't know if it's his hometown. No, that's. I think it, that, I just associate North Carolina with Michael Jordan. Yeah. For some, yeah, I think that's just his, his state now. But there was so much um, rift between the front office. Like That's really what at least the first part to me seemed about was Jerry Krause not getting along with Phil Jackson. And there was just like pit, petty moves going on in it. Krause inviting. It was a, this is a big drama. This is just a big drama. That's what it this is. Like it. It's sort of like, like they were setting the scene a little bit. And they just wanted to show this side of Jerry Krause. I really hope that they show a better side of him. Yeah, I, I do too. Really just trashed him, and yeah. they're going to show Jordan and Pippen just demolishing this dude. And yeah. he talks a little bit about um, the rift between Scottie Pippen specifically and Pippen, who I'm so glad got as much face time as he did in this. Uh, he did. Yeah. No, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't going for a joke. That's I don't good, even know. Did I good. say a thing? The the FaceTime got hit in the face. He got slapped oh, in the okay. face. Well, that's another thing. That's what I'm about. thinking. Okay. Scottie Pippen got so much FaceTime in this. Really? The weirdest part of the entire documentary to me was what's his Charles Oakley? Yeah. Straight up grabbing Scottie Pippen by his shirt, holding him on a chalkboard, and saying, "Now you're gonna let this young fella come in and get all the laughing." Laughing. laughing. Scotty Pippen's laughing. <clears throat> Oakley's laughing. The whole media's laughing. Pins him up against the chalkboard and then slaps him across the hard face. Hard, too. Like a hard one. Immediately. Slaps him. And Scotty's just like, yeah, man, it's just cool to be here. Like, I'm glad to be a part of the team. It, it was, uh, I mean, throughout this whole thing, I kind of, I kind of portray, I think, I don't know if it's the way that they're portraying him. The, the way that I perceive him, that he was kind of a pushover. Yeah. Um, like, for a lot of different reasons. Like, with that, with that contract thing, I think. So the way that I the way that I saw it was it was just bad timing. Mm. His contract was saying because at the time when he got that contract, the NBA was not nearly as popular as what Michael would have made it, which initially set the the ground rule uh, the the foundation for these superstars getting paid these crazy salaries. Yeah, right. So he had yeah, this right. he had this contract before. That happened. Contract he signed in 91, seven years, $18 million. Right. Such a weird contract. We never see anything like that. Not never. You don't see seven-year contracts. No, I don't yeah. know if that's legal anymore in the NBA or not. The most I've ever seen is five years. Yeah, yeah. That is such a rarity of right. five years. That's a, that's a big commitment. It's a big commitment for the Bulls even to sign a seven-year. But I right. guess it's safe in the, in the long run because it's only 18 mil, but... The reason Scotty says that he signed that when he did uh, was because he was so dirt poor. He had such a big family. All he wanted to do was make sure his family was taken care of so that he can send money home. He eventually would go on to make like over $100 million in his career playing for the Trailblazers. Right. So, I mean, he, he got some, but he definitely did not get as much as he deserved in that time. Yeah, for sure. And that, and like that, that he was also like he also had two paralyzed people, two paralyzed people in his family. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, he had his yeah. brother and his dad were both paralyzed. The wrestling accident was very yeah, sad. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a 
that's a hard thing to I didn't know that honestly I did not know yeah. that you can kind of understand where a young kid like Scotty um, would want to take some money and take care of his family and, and stuff like that but yeah it was um I also love that during uh, draft night he was drafted as Scott Pippen that's right a professional Scott name Scott, Scott Pippen. Pippen it is a strange just that the, the the lack of a syllable changes the complete like it just doesn't you sound never right. Hear that. It doesn't you never sound hear right. Scott Pippen. What are other? There's like Shaq O'Neal. That's right. That sounds it stupid. Sounds Mike funky. Mike Jordan sounds stupid. Mike Jordan. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah. That sounds really dumb. I'm, yeah. Anyways, it was just a random thing that I liked. Uh, I don't. Is there any like random thing that you saw in there that kind of stuck out to you in the first part of the documentary? Um. Honestly, it was just that. Like I really just cannot get that slap in the face to Scotty yeah, Pippen yeah. out of my out of my head. Right. That's the main thing that I've taken out of this whole documentary is that's the thing that just stuck with me the most. Mm-hmm. It was just so insane to look at. It, yeah, it, it was crazy. It was just wild Keep to look at. Man Something and... else that stood out to me is how is how pale the Boston Celtics were at their prime. That was a white team. That was the palest basketball team I've ever seen in my Very life. Very white team, yeah, but. I mean, regarded as one of the best basketball teams it is. in history. I have to call it. I have to call it out. It's just something that just stood out to me. A lot of white people on there. Wow. Yeah, uh, that team. We'll get to them in just a second because Jordan goes off on them. But uh, you know, I guess if we want to flashback, like the documentary is doing, they go back to his college in North Carolina, the college years. I think he played three years there, but came in as a freshman with James Worthy. I don't know if you know anything about James Worthy. Mm-hmm. He was drafted number one overall by the <coughs> Lakers, and he would go on to win, you know, the five championships with the Showtime Lakers. Yeah, with Magic and Kareem, dude was a monster. He was awesome at power forward. He was on Michael Jordan's team at North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So they were playing together, and they interview this guy, and James Worthy is talking, and he's like, "Michael came up to me, and I was, and he wanted to play one on one, and I was better than him." <laughs> For two weeks, for for like no, he said for for uh for like three days or something like that or yeah, some, something yeah. like that, some short amount of time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he said that, and I mean, this dude, another number one overall pick, calling Michael Jordan being better, and you know, and then one crazy thing was that they played <coughs> in the Superdome. Oh, that's right. The that they're talking about at the the North Carolina game. Yeah, the yeah. versus Georgetown. Or yeah, Georgia yeah, Tech yeah. Or something Georgetown. Like that. Yeah, so that was the biggest at that time. That was the largest gathering for a basketball game Dude, ever. A college basketball game got sixty thousand people. Unreal to go watch a championship. I mean, to put this into perspective, the our our football stadium here in Denver, Colorado, holds fifty. 50,000 people. The football stadium. Our football stadium holds 50,000 people. That's the most popular sport in America. So that's almost your 5,000 people short of combining the football stadium with the Pepsi Center. Dude, what kind of seats are these folks getting like up in the That they're they're they're, they're like losing this? oxygen. They're losing oxygen. That's awful. Yeah. 60,000 people to watch a co- like the tickets must have been free. I don't know how you get that many people to show up to a game like that. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, I think he he was already obviously like a like a superstar back then. He was like a big deal back then, too. Well, I mean, he was a big deal, but he was a freshman that was inconsistent. Like Dean Smith, the coach, was saying, you know, he was wildly inconsistent his first year, but it took the summer of freshman to sophomore for him to really step it up and get it together. Yeah. But that first year, he was just showing flashes and glimpses. No, nobody. I mean, that was when thought. that was, that was when you saw him hit his head. Like, he was, like, showing yeah. that elite athleticism at an early age. When you saw him hit his head on the on the backboard. Going up for a block. Oh, my God. On the backboard. Yeah, like, looking at him jump when he's, like, 20 in his 20s and 19 years old, it looks unreal. It it's looks like It looks like a special effect. Yeah, yeah. It, it does not look. He straight up does look like an animal jumping. Yeah. Something. And if you look like when he's, like, stretching, there's, like, some, they were showing uh, some clips of him stretching. You see his quads. Yeah. Looks like a looks like a horse. His quads. Oh my god! He just Michael does Jordan not look quads, like a real man. person. He just does not look like a real person when he was in his elite prime, like or when his athletic prime. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, his prime lasted so long. I mean, this dude is like thirty-three years old. If you go back and look at two K ratings, thirty-three Jordan is the best Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it took him all this time to get. It's so insane. Um, but that game at North Carolina, they're down like something with. 30 seconds and Dean Smith trusted Michael Jordan to take the shot and this is the part where he says in the documentary 
And that's when my name went from Mike Jordan to Michael Jordan. That's right. That's that's right. That was it. When he that's that what gave me that confidence. Runner. Yeah. So he was yeah. Mike Jordan at one point. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Mike Jordan's shoes would not sell as good as all I no, 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 really no, no, no. mean. And yeah, and then he said that I changed his name, and then he, he saw him with that ice on the back of his head when he hit Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy, man. I mean, what's something that stood out to you, particularly? About the whole documentary? About the whole documentary. Uh, I mean, there are just so many random things, man, like Michael Jordan coming back and then going to to France for this McDonald's game. I had never even heard of this McDonald's game. And you see the Bulls show up in Paris, France, and people are just trying to do anything they can to talk to Michael. Like, you hear one reporter go, how do you like the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> That's it. They, they literally just want to hear him. All they want to do is get him to say a word. Hear his thoughts about things. Just hear his thoughts on something. There's one point where he's going on a talk show, and some guy like goes up to him <clears> and <throat> asks him for an autograph. Hey, could you sign this? Yeah. Michael Jordan doesn't even look at him. He kind of just smirks and then looks at his security. His security is like, no, 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 you can't. You got to leave him alone. None of that. You can't do that right now. Wow. Crazy. Like, peak superstardom. Yeah, and I mean, he, this is like the most famous person on, in the world. Like, pretty much, he, he was man. like, this is an athlete. This is one of the, mo- the most famous people in the world. Yeah, he, he really was. The Bulls team was unbelievable. I mean, we saw a dynasty in our own lifetime with the Golden State Warriors as of recent, the Lakers of the 2000s, but nothing that lasted as long as the Bulls. They were an entire decade. Right. Six championships in 10 years. Six that's, out of six. That's a 60, yeah, that's a 60% efficient championship efficiency rating. Just in games that they show up in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bound to win. And you know who knows what would happen if Jordan wouldn't have left those two years. He could have won four or five straight, six straight maybe. That's pretty wild. To that think would have been nuts. He left in the middle of that. Um, they do mention <laughs> the broken foot injury that Jordan suffered in his second season. That's right. Yeah, and he was just getting antsy. Yeah. So again, I mean, it happens in the third game. Is everything that Jordan does in this documentary it happens in the third game? Goes up for a lob and lands wrong and breaks his foot. And an interesting part in that was when the head coach or medical staff or someone is trying to explain this to him, like. Look, you can go out, but if it gets re-injured, you could possibly end your career. That's right. There's a 10% chance. There's a 10% chance. And he goes, well, you guys are only looking at that 10%. And then the guy goes, well, what if I gave you a bottle of pills, 10 pills in there, and one of them would kill you? Would you take them for your headache? It's like, well, how bad is the headache? That's right. That's a, that, that was an insane thing to say. Insane, That's a very dude. Michael Jordan thing to say. Though. Like something I can see Michael Jordan saying. It's like, That's literally something only he would say. That's, I mean, I, yeah, that's, I've never heard of being put that way, though. Pretty crazy, man. Yeah. And then he's on this minutes restriction where he can only play 14 minutes a game. And Jerry Krause is like, if he goes one second over to the head coach, then you lose your job. He was on, he was on eight minutes first and then 14 minutes. Right. It was like yeah. seven minutes a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Insane. And, uh, and one of the things, Michael Jordan is just so antsy and. They put him in in the last seven minutes of the game. He finishes the seven minutes, but there's still like 30 seconds left to go. That's right. Just put me in for a few seconds. And he goes, just dude, just put, put me like, in for fucking just put, like I can make this one shot. Put yeah. me in. Coach doesn't do it. He's like, I'm gonna lose my job if I put you in. Can't do it. And this guy named John Paxton, who goes on to hit a game-winning shot right. in the finals for this team, makes this game-winning shot in the game against the Pacers. And that was that terrible Bulls team that I was talking about that had, like, 30-some wins that went to the playoffs. Yeah. Just awful. Yeah. I can only name Michael Jordan and John Paxton and Scott Pippen, who would get drafted later, but it's a trash team. That team is so bad. (laughs) Shit. They're awful. Jeez. They're really bad. They're not a good team. Michael Jordan can't make anything but a mid-range shot or layups in that. I don't know. But historic team nonetheless. One of the worst teams to make it to the playoffs, and this minutes restriction finally gets lifted in the postseason. That's right. Yeah, that's we're selfish. kind of well because obviously I think they can they can do it because he's the one that put him they put him in that position to do it to to be in the postseason. So they're you know they're, they're you know they're. I think this is where he gets this ability to kind of command himself to 
to show up when he needs to. Yeah. Right. I think this is what set that discipline that that I think it's literally conditioned in his brain. It's right, like muscle right. memory. Because that that's a that's an insane season. It's like you know what? Because he kind of just like accepted it. He's like, you know what? Just give me the most important seven minutes that you can think of. That's right. That's give me that. the most important fourteen minutes. You know what I mean? He make I'm gonna make that shit important. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is like so it's a, that's that's a beauty and and there's a beauty in the limitation to to to, to doing something. Yeah. Right. And that's where I think that he gets that. That's where I think that he got that that from. Particularly being like kind of locked up and then yeah. you know finally being <clears throat> set free or let loose because he's he's playing on an injured foot for seven minutes so he that means that he is not supposed to play basketball and then not supposed to play a full game of basketball. That's right. We also didn't even mention the fact that he went back to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went back to college. He went back to college to train. Right, and then he then he just kind of like did like therapy on it. He was playing. He works his way up from one on one to to three on three to five on five. Right. Until eventually he started like he he was like I feel comfortable. Like I can play. It's like I don't need doctors to tell me what I feel. I yeah. feel comfortable enough to play on this foot, which is incredible. Crazy. But they're like it's. But at the same time, you saw uh, Jerry Krause get like he was just he practically had a heart attack. Yeah, that's like, right. Oh, he was so worried about Jordan. Damn, that sucks. Well, that was everything at that point for that team. And, yeah, he comes back and he talks to the media. He goes, you know, I've been doing five-on-five five and, you know, I'm starting to feel good and I'm ready to come back and then goes on this minutes restriction. But, like I said, it got lifted in the playoffs against the Celtics. And that's probably my favorite part of the documentary that we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan. 63. 63 points. Yeah, first game, so he goes for 49 in that first game. Yeah. I mean, dude, to go off for 49 against that team, and then he he goes and plays golf with Danny Ainge. <laughs> That's right. Danny Ainge beats Michael Jordan in golf, and then he goes, as he's dropping him off, they tell your boy, I got something for him tomorrow. Bang, they set the scene, and it's my favorite scene in the whole thing. LL Cool J comes on. That's right. They play that song, and then you just see Michael, like, I mean, every Michael Jordan fan has seen this footage of him going for 63 50,000 times. Right. Dribbling three times between the legs, shooting over Larry Bird. Yeah, that was clean, dude. And I, and I like clean. looking at that from that from that like from that angle from like right underneath the net. Everybody was taking yeah. turns on Michael Jordan. That, that Nobody was... could stop him. You saw the shot of Rick Carlisle, who's right, right now the Mavericks head coach. Mm. Just look like even the announcer says, "Looks like he wants his mommy." <laughs> the announcer on the game was like, "Dude, That's that right. dude needs his mom." He yeah, I mean, they were all of all of the, uh, the the whole Celtics. They were all like taking turns. They were actually getting mad at each other. It's like, dude, I don't want to guard Michael yeah. Jordan. I don't want to guard him. Nobody wanted. To I don't. I'm not him, gonna man. do it. I'm not gonna do it. And the shame that he lost both of those games. That's a. It it was a shame in a sense, but you can, but you can you you heard. The praise that was still given to him. Right, all the announcers are like, player of the game, no doubt, Michael Jordan. That was, uh, you know, Larry Bird saying that wasn't Michael Jordan. That was God disguised as Michael Jordan. Still one of probably the most famous Larry Bird quote. That's a that's an insane line to, for anybody to say about for anybody, anybody man. to say about anybody. That's an yeah. insane thing. We don't say that. I've never said that about anybody. Let alone a four-time MVP in the league, yeah. Larry Bird, calling somebody else God in disguise. Yeah. I've never felt I've never I've never thought of a person where I can describe somebody in that sense. Yeah. I've never met a person like that in my life. Nick Young is that for me, but maybe <laughs> you'll really? be one eventually. Nick Young? Nick Young, yeah, I mm. love Nick Young. He's my favorite basketball player. Doesn't enunciate his words very well. I think he's sick. Swaggy P, cooler nickname than Air Jordan, honestly. <laughs> um and then they get into the second part of the documentary which is mostly just about Scott Pippen's weird ass contract. We talked about it a little bit, but these stats show up on the screen. It's like Scottie Pippen is first in assist on the team, he's second in scoring on the team, right? And he's 122nd in the entire league in terms of getting paid. Yeah, I mean this is the top, the top two or three basketball players in the league at that time. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a, it's, it's a, it was a bummer. It was kind of a, a shame to. To really kind of see something like that, but I mean, now now I see him as like an older man. I kind of felt like he was a little bit like of a pushover. But then at that time, they were showing these these um, 
not 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 a video footage, but they were commenting on him like disrespecting Jerry Krause, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just like trashing him to his face. Had no respect for the for the no respect for the executives at all. Yeah, I mean, Scotty Pippen was kind of an asshole to management, but I think for good reason. Supposedly, they wanted to trade him. And right. Scotty wasn't taking well to this, and he didn't. I mean, who would want to leave a dynasty in the middle of it? Yeah, no, no, you're right. Creates further rift, and Scotty Pippen had like injured his ankle or something. He had a torn ligament mm-hmm. or a tendon. I don't know something in his ankle, and instead of getting it fixed at the end of a championship season and healing over the summer, he waits till the beginning of the season to get the surgery. That's right. Well, yeah, yeah, because he did. Yeah, because he doesn't. He wants to party or something, or, or well, he was saying he he said I just didn't want it to fuck up my summer. Yeah, that's, that's what he was saying. I'm assuming that's because he wants to go party because he was young. Now here's, I mean, this is literally what they were talking about. But this is what I think. I think he's just getting back at the front office for not giving him more money, mm-hmm. renegotiating the contract, and disrespecting him with trade rumors and things like that. Just all around, Scottie Pippen is not feeling like a part of the Bulls. So he gets the surgery at the beginning of the season right. to show management that if he doesn't want to play, he's not going to. Right. He's just going to sit it out. He'll let the team suffer a little bit. They'll see how much they really need him. And they did, him. yeah. And they started the one on his losing. They started losing a bunch of games by a lot, too. Yeah, man. So that's another crazy part. Like that 97 98 Bulls team, they start <clears> the season 4 and 4. Wow. Terrible. And then they start 0-4 on the road. And they don't get their first win on the road until they face the worst team in the league in the Los Angeles Clippers in a double overtime game. That's right. Where Jordan has to put up 50 points. That's right. That's how they get their win. And it's like, dude, that is not a recipe for success. We see it today in the NBA with James Harden. Right. just puts up 60 in every loss. I think he has the most high-scoring points and losses yeah i mean it would I make sense the, yeah the stats in front of me but i i could imagine that's probably james Harden. yeah just empty stats that's right and it really shows how much they needed scott pippen right i'm never he, gonna call him scotty again <laughs> i, call him I like scott. i like scotty pippen i still like scott it pippen. still rolls off the tongue very nicely but, but i mean yeah i mean it just shows you like it this is not this is not you know scotty pippen just saying things like he shows he's he's showing you how important he is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's he's a he's a big deal. He's a he's a big part of this team. And dude, I mean, I get it. I don't know if, if like if you were in, in in a position like that, you don't think you would react the same way. I probably would. I think I would too. Yeah. I mean, I, I can only imagine the, you know what that does to a to a young male's mind. Damn, I to mean, especially ego. somebody like Scotty. <clears throat> they show all these these clips of him in college and how dominant he was in high school and in college. Crazy. Running the court full, like, faster than everybody, dunking, finishing oops, passing. So, Scotty, I guess, um, as a freshman in college, was only, what, something like six foot one or something? Right. Yeah, and then he grew to, like, six four or something like that. With five the, inches yeah, in one year. crazy. So then he grew five inches, and he would continue to grow, like, a two, two or three more, but... So since he was like only six one, he was playing point guard. So he would bring the ball up and run the offense for the team. That's so I guess that's where he got that that quickness and that agility that's from, right? Exactly where he gets yeah, it from. That makes yeah, sense. that's why he's able to stay and defend guards. That's literally what he did all throughout college. Yeah, I mean he runs. He's he he runs and suddenly like agile for how for how big he is. He's he's so. But he's I think also what it has to do is how sculpted he was. Like dude, I was just gonna say, dude. I don't know who was more chiseled in this movie. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen a more chiseled athlete in my life besides like uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, David Robinson. The, oh yeah. For the for the Spurs. The Admiral. Dude. That's right. That guy's a freak of nature. But then Scottie Pippen in this, you can it looks like you can literally see his like the the texture of his muscles. Dude, he he's so. Freaking cut! Oh my movie. god, insane! You want to talk about Jordan's quads? We didn't even get to see Scotty's. He's always wearing these compression shoes. No, oh, I think I think they're so they're so sculpted that he's that he's embarrassed. Maybe, yeah, maybe he, uh, maybe other people are embarrassed. Just um, to, yeah, I don't want to be in the presence of, of that. Yeah, it's just I don't know, insane man, Scotty and what he did. Probably second best in the entire league, but was getting paid to trash and. Didn't he end up getting paid like more in over in his overall career than Michael yeah, Jordan yeah. did? So I think no, in the... no, not I don't think so. Really? No, Jordan. I mean that year, 
Because Jordan didn't years. make that yet. Because he didn't, he, he didn't make that much money his entire career, Michael Jordan. Jordan like, has made way more money than Scotty. Hmm. Right. I'm talking about in his career. I'm not talking about overall, but I'm talking about in just the NBA career. I would I would assume more in his NBA career as well. Wow. Just because you go back and look at what Jordan was getting paid in 97. For one right. year, <clears throat> this man was getting paid $36 million. Right. This was in 97. So think about the highest paying contracts today. They're about, about that. You're, they're about that, yeah. But that's today. So that's including inflation and all of the increase that players get, the increased revenue that the league has. So players at one point, their max contracts look something like $25 million is the max they could get. Yeah. But all this TV money comes in, and now players can get 35 to 40 Jordan's making 37 <sighs> mil in 97 Wow. I wonder what that well, that, that, that turns out to be. Like 45 or $50 million. Something like that, right? Yeah. <sighs> in one year. Damn, dude, that's nuts. Who Jordan makes that? Who makes it. that money right now? No, not a person. Not There's nobody no makes that money. That, that is money. insane. The highest paying are like Chris Paul and John Wall, who will at one point make like a little bit over forty million in a year. Wow. Yeah, Steph Curry. I know he's like just just had forty million. I mean, the the amount of money that this guy was getting—it's just unbelievable. That's um, just insane. A couple other random tidbits, I guess. Um, I, I really don't have any more notes, but if we want to keep talking about it, one of my favorite things in the entire documentary that we've seen so far, parts one and two, President Obama comes on and to talk about Michael Jordan, and he goes, at the time, I just I didn't have money to afford tickets, not even the nosebleeds. I just couldn't get into it. But I love the credit that's on the screen. He's introduced as a former Chicago resident. That's right. Before, like, that's a, I mean, I I wonder if that's, like, he's not a resident anymore. I don't know where he lives. I think he goes back to Hawaii, right? He has to be. I don't know. And and then Bill Clinton comes up to talk about Scott Pippen, and he's introduced as a former governor of Arkansas. That's right. Yeah, none of the, you have two presidents before, <laughs> two presidents talking about you in your first documentary, in your first episode of the documentary. That's a great touch, man. Yeah. So That's... there's there's also talk um, about this being like the, the tell-all of Michael Jordan or like the last thing that you'll need to see about Michael Jordan. No, I don't think so. Exactly. I don't think so either because so far from what I've seen, we're not going to touch on things like... I mean, gambling I, addiction. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can call that now, even this early, even knowing that this is going to be a 10-part series. Right. I think we, I could make that call now. I mean, I would hope, you know, like when Jordan is in his like late 70s or 80s or whatever, and he's just ready to let everything go, that we can see the gambling addict. and. I just want to see – I want to see more of Michael Jordan, honestly. I want to see more of Michael Jordan and less about, less about the Bulls. Yeah. To be honest with you. It's not that I don't like learning about the Bulls history, but I would rather – I thought this was going to be a Michael Jordan documentary. What were you expecting out of it? I was expecting more Michael Jordan out of it instead of uh, – I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It was, it was very interesting learning about that Bulls team and the rest of the Bulls. Yeah. But I, I – for some reason, there's, like, at times when I forgot that this was a Michael Jordan documentary. Because it was fo- focused on the Bulls. Yeah, it was focused mainly on the Bulls, and I, I kind of just wanted a little bit more insight about um, about about Michael Jordan. But like, what do you want to know about him, though? I mean, I want to know, like, about, like exactly. I want to know his off court antics. Like, literally, I want to see his him in like interacting more with the players in practice. I want to see more of that footage sure. instead of the little the little clips that we get of him being kind of you know, pretty rude to people. But I mean, I want to see more of that. Yeah, I want to see the the kind of I want to see who Michael Jordan the person is mm-hmm. for for like I don't want him to tell me who it is. I want to see it for myself, right? And left leave it up to my own interpretation. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what I want to see. Hopefully, that's what I'll see in in, the, in these you know the upcoming episodes. Um, well, I mean, we're recording this on Sunday, the premiere of episode three and four, right before that. Right so over the course of the next month, four weeks, we're going <coughs> to be able to sit down and review each of these. I've learned a lot. I mean, I didn't know certain things about Michael Jordan. I didn't know that. What was the most shocking thing that you found out about Michael Jordan so far? Um, well, it was cool that he had two sons that he took with him everywhere, Marcus and Jeffrey, who 
didn't grow up to be any sort of ball players, I don't think. I'm sure they played as they were kids, but um, and also that he went back to college. <laughs> That's right. And I'm still pretty amazed by yeah. that. Dude just went like he was just so focused on what he was doing. Just needed something to do and went back to school. Yeah. That I I I interpreted that he went back to the training facility at the school, not that he went back to school. Not that he went back. That's to how school. I. That's how I interpret. That's how I saw that that footage. I mean, because that's what he was he doing. It made me believe because he said college, but yeah, you could definitely be right. He probably just didn't even go. Because I saw him like just in the pool. I mainly saw him just going through physical therapy, essentially, like just going in the pool an and class. And yeah, called it good. I think yeah. Well, back when I wonder if online classes were a thing back then. When yeah, the nineteen, sure, I'm sure, absolutely. Yeah, that Taking makes sense. Online class on the Zoom meeting. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, what what surprised you about Michael Jordan? If from watching the first two parts, maybe something you didn't know. Oh man, you know what? I, I wouldn't say it was a surprise. It was kind of um, it was uh, enlightening to really put the pieces together of, like, like I said, it just it, it made me it, it confirmed all the things that you hear about michael jordan it confirmed it but it's it was when something is like actually you know when you're told something and then versus seeing it for yourself yeah it just it's different like you like oh that makes sense mm-hmm. or like interesting I, I i i yeah there this is this is the way that he was just kind of like that that overall persona i mean the guy looks just looks like a killer yeah, the guy looks like he, he's intimidating. He's intimidating just to look at when when he's drunk, sitting in a. There's so much confidence. Just man. looking, he has yellow yeah. eyes, and he has yellow eyes. That was another thing that kind of bugged me. I'm really curious to see why that his eyes are yellow. Yeah, that well, kind of see, that kind I of. Didn't, I didn't notice that. That's what you were looking at when you picked it out. I looked into it a little bit. I don't know what yellow eyes mean exactly, but no, it means like your eyes are literally yellow. Yeah. So. What he's talking about is the whites of the eyes become yellow, and it's a common sign of a health problem. Often, this yellowing is referred to as Quandice. It's J-U-A-N-D-I-C-E. Many possible causes. Most are related to problems with the gallbladder, liver, or pancreas, Hmm. which cause excess amounts of substances called brilberin to collect the blood. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but... Yeah, basically, it turns the whites in your eyes yellow. Interesting. That so, that was a very concerning thing that I looked at. I, I didn't like, even notice it. I it's still not entirely noticeable to me. Damn, dude, you gotta pay attention. You gotta watch. You you'll you'll see it. You'll you'll notice it without me even bringing it up. It could be a lack of vitamin C. Although I thought that was more yellow skin than yellow eyes. Right. I don't know. I didn't see it. Well, maybe my dude was just feeling it. I'm completely cigar and completely clueless about it. I'm completely clueless. Well, that's what it is. Maybe he does have some yeah. sort of underlying health issue. I don't know. It's not it's not insane or impossible to think of. Definitely does not look uh, like he's living a, a health. Like he's not – I don't think he – he just doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look healthy. He looks a little bit sluggish and a little bit kind of um, – I don't know. He just looks like he, he's not uh, – he looks – you know, he's not look doesn't look old. But it looks like he's he's you know he's you know and it's slightly deteriorating, and I just kind of can I say that just based off of the way that you know his posture, the like his skin, his yellow eyes. I mean, he, he's he's wrong with his skin. <laughs> like it was just it looked a little bit it looked a little bit uh like damaged. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. This is just this is just uh you know semantics. This is just kind of me being nitpicky about it. I'm I'm more concerned about it, and it's just kind of maybe I might be overthinking it, and I might be kind of seeing things. But I, I saw something like there is something a little bit off about him, you like health wise. I just healthy. got that off that yeah. I just got that vibe that that kind of just the way that he's talking and the way that he's sitting, his posture, um, you know him you know him constantly refilling that drink. Yeah, they were talking about some right. really dark brown liquor. Just drinking, man. Just, Just drinking, drinking and like, like, home and yeah. Cigar. So I'm like, like, so he's comfortable with that. Yeah, he is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that is. I think he's like, uh, like an suffering like that kind of like that addict's persona, like that. Right. 
But that's just you know they're just this based off of the first Maybe. two episodes. I would, might be I tripping would hope on that. Not to believe that Jordan is an addict of two variances. Right. There's gambling in that. I mean, we could get into the whole conspiracy of the mob taking out his dad because he owed them money, and you know whether or not he really even did gamble with money that wasn't his own, and how much shit he did behind the scenes in the locker rooms, and how rude he's been to people. I don't know. That's all stuff that is pretty interesting, but like I said, maybe when he's 70 or 80, he decides to do an actual tell-all. Right. I think this one is really interesting because they held the footage for 22 years. Insane. There's just this crew that followed him around, and then all of a sudden, in 2016 or something, ESPN just kept asking him over and over, like, is it okay? Is it finally good? How's this? He just kept saying no all these years until 2016, or he's like, okay, yeah, it's cool. I think I'm ready. And we were supposed to see this during the finals. This documentary is supposed to come on um, between the games. Ah, don't remind me. So, yeah, it would have been awesome, right, to watch, like, a finals game of LeBron versus Giannis, and then in the nights off, we have the doc. That would have been, that would have been amazing. That would have been nice. I'm glad we get it now because it's mm-hmm. some sort of basketball. Uh, I mean, do you have any final thoughts about it before we get into part three? Um, No, I kind of just wanted to uh, – I, I just – really want to kind of go into mainly what's wrong with him currently not what's wrong with them but i want to see if, if there is anything if there is anything concerning his health You're currently right. and i think that the hopefully that they'll explain something you think they're going to explain the yellow eyes not the yellow eyes but i think his uh his path into like that that lifestyle mm. You know what I mean? Like sure, why sure, he's yeah. drinking so heavily or something like that. So hopefully that explains it. I think that'll be kind of curious. Maybe the last part. Yeah, I could see something like that happening. But yeah, I mean, I think this is mainly about this is mainly a drama. Yeah. I think is what I'm watching. So I'm mainly focused on the drama of the whole story versus the game of basketball. Very dramatic. The music that they're putting in yeah. the score of the whole thing incredibly dramatic. I'd like to learn a little bit more about Phil Jackson's approach to the entire season and. Um, in the next episode, apparently we're going to get a lot of stories from Dennis Rodman. Yes. Thank so you. Yeah, that's the one I'm curious. I'm yet. curious about Dennis Rodman. He looks – right. yeah, that guy looks insane. So this is where it's cool where it kind of branches out to other players. They're still talking about Michael, but they're also talking about what it was like to be on the world's most popular sports team. I mean, even to this day, you could argue that that's the most popular sports team of all time. Yeah, I mean, you, it's it's almost like a fashion choice versus like you support the Bulls. Literally, that's yeah. what it was. People just, I mean, you saw kids in this talking like, I don't want a Christmas present. I just want to go see Michael like Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And the, like a little girl saying that. She's like four years old. And so I guess it would be fun to hear different perspectives, especially from Rodman, but, you know, Phil Jack and Tony Kukoc. They got the big men like Bill Cartwright that kind of talked a little bit. I want to know what it, what it was like to be a bull, and I feel like we're learning that. So that's what I'm looking forward to in the next parts. Nice. But, uh, man, I guess I guess that's it. I don't have too much more to say. No, that's it. I want to point out the there was, there is uh, about ten full minutes of really sad music for Scottie Pippen making twelve million dollars. That's right. For that's some right. reason, that's that just right. like I, I get that he was underpaid, but it's just kind of a strange thing to to put sad music over. Yeah, that's well, it. Charles Barkley called him the cheapest brother that he ever knew. <laughs> Calls him no tipping Pippen, and damn it. And I didn't know that this is why. <laughs> it's because Scotty signed a seven-year, $18 million Because he had contract. no money because he's poor. It's insane to think yeah. of somebody with $18 million as being poor, poor. But, you know, compared to his NBA brethren, that's a little bit on the lower end. <sighs> just kind of funny. Maybe it's just better this. I'll, I won't make $12 million in my I'm life. I'm just saying, man, Mason Plumlee on the Nuggets made more this year than Scotty did over that seven-year stretch. <laughs> Insane to think that's about. That's right. That's right. If you really want to think about how underpaid this guy was. Wow. I Mason think about Plumley. that. Mason um, Plumley. Wow. So shout out to Mason Plumley. I would like to end on that note. Thank you for sitting down with me. Yeah, we have but five minutes to get ESPN up and watch part three and four. So thank I'm you. Excited. And we'll see you in the next Logo and the Goat. Yes. With Josh and Dan. With Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. And there you have it. Those were our thoughts on the first two parts of the Last Dance documentary. Um, Yeah, and my brother mentioned something about him having yellow eyes that I'm 
gonna start looking for in the next parts i don't know if other people are noticing jordan's eyes and why they kind of look like that i don't know if it's our tv being weird but my man's eyes straight up look a little bit yellow you got yellow in the eyes i don't know what that means really i did a super brief google search of that and uh anyways we're just looking out for jordan and and look i've been saying for a while that Wilt Chamberlain is the greatest player of all time, which I firmly stand behind, but I think Michael Jordan might be the greatest winner of all time, if you're allowed to make that distinction. Uh, the winning, in my eyes, is what sets him apart from other people and other debates and things like that. Um, it's also just too easy to go for Michael Jordan. If someone asks you the greatest, it's like, if you say MJ, that okay, n literally nobody's going to argue with you. And half the fun of talking NBA is arguing like this player over that player, or what about this guy? So I'm never gonna say Michael's the greatest. It's just too easy of a thing to say, and it's a cop-out answer. I don't like that answer, so Wilt Chamberlain, still the GOAT. Um, and part two, or I guess parts three and four really, uh, just aired a couple days ago, so we will have that conversation up before the end of the week. A lot of basketball coming at you this week. Again, if you're a fan of basketball at all, I put together an actual NBA trivia tournament where eight contestants will compete for an actual grand prize. Um, and that all starts this week, hopefully today. So please look out for that. I'll share it all over the internet. And uh, if you want to be a part of the tournament, let me know and I'll get around two together because this has been a lot of fun. And again, I'm just very excited. I hope you guys are all staying well out there. Uh, they just lifted the stay-at-home order here in Colorado, so we will see how that goes. I guess I'll keep you updated on that. But let's not talk about that anymore. I'm going to get out of here and go work on some more pods. So thank you for listening if you listen all the way through. That's amazing. You can consider me a friend. At the beginning, I said if you don't have one, then that's too bad. But if you've listened all the way through, consider me a friend. Just don't hit me up for anything. Really appreciate that. So I will see you in the next pod. Just a sound check. Check, check, check. Sound is there. Who do you think you are? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm.